Oh wow, there's there's three boxes today. <laughs> three boxes instead of two. Welcome to the That's Good Sports Podcast. Uh, my name's not important. We have Adam Rank from the NFL <laughs> Network and uh, the other guy, Will, my co-host. Um, we're going to talk NFL playoffs. We've got a lot of questions uh, for Adam, but Adam wanted to join us because he said he is high on the Broncos heading into 2020 and not even a contact high, just full oh. out Broncos high. He's, I think he's on the Drew Lock chain. Um, but before we get into that, my first question, Adam, uh, really just to kind of ease into it, what are your thoughts yeah. on Iran? Yeah, you know what? I think it's a, a situation where you kind of get in over your head. Maybe it's like Josh McDaniels when he when he became the head coach of the Denver Broncos. Mm. You thought it was a good idea to hire him, but then you kind of look back in hindsight, you're like, he's doing some crazy things. He got rid of the greatest quarterback in NFL history, Jay Cutler. And then he brings in Tim Tebow. And now, similarly, I think our country kind of did the same thing. It's like, oh, we hired this guy. Maybe that, and then you do crazy things. So, yeah, so I, I think that that, it, it, it all it all checks out right I think, I think that's a very apt and also appropriate analogy <laughs> <laughs> no you you saw this on the cutler thing cutler was my first favorite player so you know what i maybe i don't hate you oh my gosh oh will and i, I didn't even know like that's <laughs> like i i don't know if you look through my ig or whatever you will see that my kids still wear cutler jerseys and people get so upset like what are you doing to those kids i'm like i don't know teaching them that we had one of the best quarterbacks in NFL history and then didn't get to do anything with him. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's a, it, it's a good lesson about life not being fair, you know? Exactly. Right. Well, now we have, we have Drew Locke, who I've always said is the answer to the age-old question of what if Jay Cutler cared about anything? <laughs> oh, come on. Why would you – he... why do you got a dog? You can't sit there and watch very cavalierly and come off with the impression that Jay Cutler doesn't care. He's just got this persona. Like, we know somebody <laughs> like that who's super good at everything. And you're like, do you? Like, just because he's not as crazy as us and doesn't have the outward, like, I really give an S about this. Oh, wait, can I work blue here? I feel like I can. Of course, of course. Oh, yeah. I forgot. I've seen enough, <laughs> I've seen enough of the videos to know that I don't know why I censored myself on that. But it's one of those things where it's frustrating that it's, you know, that it seems like he doesn't care, but it, it apparently he, he really does care. And I think that this is one of the problems that comes through with, with some of these players that get locked into these situations where you got to play with 13 different offensive coordinators. You get traded around. You don't know what's going on. And I know it's a little bit of excuse making. And I talked to David Carr about it, who went through a very similar situation when he was drafted with the Houston Texans. He was sitting there with the guy. Tony Banks was the quarterback, was the veteran, wanted nothing to do with him, wouldn't sit next to him, wouldn't teach him anything. And sometimes these guys walk into situations like that. And David Carr is a very talented quarterback that had he gone some other place, could have ended up having a very – well, he, you know, he won a Super Bowl ring with the Giants, but have a very different NFL career. And so I think – I know an excuse maker, but I felt that Cutler kind of fell into that category. But to answer your question, I do think that Drew Locke is going to – I was very impressed with him down the stretch. Thank you. Thank you for that. I think, I, I think you're winning a lot of people over right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, anytime you can work David Carr into, uh, into the podcast, it <laughs> is going to get some love. Because D- David Carr's on the NFL Network now, right? Yes. Is he as handsome in person as he appears on television? It is ridiculous. I don't care for it at all. <laughs> it's 
There are some people who are just too striking. Right. And sometimes, and you know, I, I consider him a friend. Like I, like I'm friendly with Willie McGinnis where, Hey, how's it going? Good to see you. Blah, blah, blah. I would consider myself a friend of David Carr. And so when you see him and we're close enough now that I can joke with him and I'm like, I've told him, I said, you're so good looking. I'm kind of glad your NFL career sucked. Like it almost, <laughs> it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be wouldn't cool be if, you were, if you were this handsome and right. you won a bunch of Super Bowls. Cause then like you would have everything. And I don't think that's, no, I think you got to be brought down to my level of misery just a little bit. I mean, you, yeah. like the downside is, is that you were an NFL quarterback. That is like if that is the worst thing in your life, then I think you're doing pretty well. Yeah, that's uh, it's it's probably the reason you know people can't outside of New England can't really love Tom Brady. <laughs> it's like for those same reasons he had the looks and all of the wins with the with the career, and that's not a not a good combo. Yeah, well, you know what? Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, I didn't mean to cut you off. Not enough to. Keep oh, go me, ahead. Go not ahead. Not enough to keep me from cutting you off. <laughs> But the thing with Brady, the looks, the winning, and all that stuff, he's got Giselle. And people forget that his first child, the baby mama, is Bridget Moynihan. Right. I don't know if, you, I don't yep. know if you're a yep. Blue Bloods fan or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, of course, of course. She's, she's kind of one of my system quarterbacks, like the kind of girl that I'm attracted to. And so I'm like, this guy sucks. That he doesn't get Bridget Moynihan, and that wasn't good enough for him? He had to up, stop it. Like that. Didn't she? I, didn't you tweet something about I, that? Yeah, I did. Well, I tweeted uh, something. Yeah, I tweeted. I I don't remember it verbatim, but the gist of it was uh, I would like at, at my gym they always play like reruns of Blue Blood Blue Bloods on like the Ion Network at <laughs> eight or nine in the evening, and so obviously I get to watch it with the sound off, and most of it's spent staring at Bridget Moynihan. And <laughs> every day, like I wonder why a person would leave uh, a woman so striking and so beautiful. Because he's got to have it all. Can he? I guess so. Whatever. Yeah, it's it's just never enough for him. You know, <laughs> that's just what it seems like. Uh, we, I do want to get to some of these questions real quick because they're very important. Uh, the first one, Adam, if I send you a horse cock lock sweatshirt, uh, which is just a horse emoji, a rooster emoji, a lock emoji, will you wear it on the NFL Network every time you're on? I don't know if it'll get past the censors. I, I don't think it's, I don't know if it meets the NFL network. Oh, using the FCC as an excuse. No, again. they're not, they're not beholden to the FCC. Oh, all right. Yeah. Cause they're cable. Huh? And my, right. my show comes on late, late enough that I think that we have the safe Harbor laws that I might be uh -huh. able to get away with it. But again, I have a boss. Okay. Who, uh, is, you know, directly involved in my employment. Got you. Who might not be as appreciative as the three of us. Okay, fair enough. Next question. <laughs> what do you consider to be your biggest mistake of 2019, and why was it picking the Broncos to go 2-14? and 14? You know what? We've got to have a little bit of discussion about that. I know because the Bronco fans, they're like, hey, you were super wrong. I'm like, okay, I was clearly wrong. Mm -hmm. uh, you won more than two games. You were 7-9. and nine. I, I believe that the, the expected number was seven and a half. I don't know. Somebody mentioned that to me. I'm like, I don't know what that means at all. But I'm like, right. okay, well, I, I, I thought they were kind of like a – I could see them being a 500 team. And I thought that it was a little bit of a mistake. I did kind of underestimate how good Drew Locke was going to be uh, this season, getting an opportunity. I did kind of figure that Joe Flacco wasn't going to be the answer, that at some point he wasn't going to be the starting quarterback. You were correct there. Very correct so there. So it, it's kind of I, – I, 
I can, there's, there was one guy in particular who was hitting me up in social media and we were going back and forth. Very, it's a cool guy. Like most of the Bronco, like the Bronco fans have been pretty cool. Like Bronco fans, cool. 49er fans, very cool. They're, you guys were cooler than them. No, they're both, both of you guys are cool. Titan fans suck. <laughs> That's what I've heard. Not like, what is wrong? Like what, I, I feel like the Titan fans, uh, the only reason they root for the Titans is because the volunteers aren't very good. And if that program ever got turned around, they'd be like, yeah, we're not watching NFL football. We're going to be sitting here on Saturdays watching the Vols. But, but I think this one guy, we were going back and forth, and he's like, I think that we're going to win 10 games, I think it was. And so at the end of the season, he's like, how do we, he's like, how do we determine like, who – I'm like, I think it was kind of a draw. Like, you guys were definitely better than I had anticipated. But you also – some people had playoff expectations, and I feel it was realistic. But I think the good news is the team looks pretty loaded for next season, and I think that the defense, when Bradley Chubb returns, that'll be pretty good. I like Deshaun Hamilton coming into the season, and we didn't get to see a lot of him. But Cortland Sutton looked amazing, and I don't know how you guys feel about Noah Fant out there, but just watching him, and I think the tight end is one of the positions that's very hard to play as a rookie. I think yeah. Noah Fant's going to end up being very good. So – I look at this team and I feel like I know the 49er fans are like, never predict us to be good again. We'll be fine. But I think with you guys, I think I would be safe if I said that you could have a 49ers like turnaround next season and not only compete for the AFC West, possibly win it. Yeah. You'd be very safe saying, uh, saying the Broncos might win the AFC West in terms of uh, gaining Broncos fan support. No fan. We're definitely excited about and Deshaun Hamilton. Once Drew Locke entered the lineup, he became a, a he real wide back. receiver again. Like, he was just not getting thrown to ever. And Drew Locke's like, I'm going to throw you the ball seven times a game. And we're like, oh, this draft pick might have been a, a hit for the Broncos. So I think we're on the same page there. I think the mistake you made is Broncos fans, because of, you know, Peyton Manning and John Elway, have grown accustomed to winning. So they're, they're, we're a fan base that expects to win. So if you pick the Broncos to not win, people get outraged. If you were to, you know, go after the Browns or the, the Jaguars, whose fan base is used to losing, and they, right. they're, they're, they'll accept it more. I think that was the real, you know, mistake. Yeah. But I'm glad we can move on to this. We are in the new year, and it, it, it never happened. Basically. Never happened, yeah. There okay, I, I have a question about that, though. Uh -oh. uh, I want to know, <laughs> uh, first of all, I think the only way that you're going to get the Denver fans on your side again is to go the exact opposite way and pick 14 and two next season. <laughs> Make See, it I, uh, completely symmetrical. Now I listen, I'm not here to curry favor with any fan base. I would, you know, it's nice if you're cordial and everything. And I think that we could have disagreements when we go through the process, when we see what happens free agent wise, when we see what happens through the draft and everything like that, if there is, if it, if it lends itself to seeing that it looks like the Broncos could possibly go 14 and two, I will definitely make that call, but until we see the, <laughs> until we see the schedule, and you know what? But it, it is it does kind of lend itself. And one of the things I wrote about John Elway coming into last season was that he does a really nice job in the draft. I don't think that he gets. I I, I don't know how you guys feel, but I think outside he's had some misses at the quarterback position. But some of these players that he's drafted, I'm like, God, this guy ended up being pretty good. Or, or players that were free agents that he's picked up, you know, Philip Lindsay. Pretty good. I think that Royce Freeman is ended up like going to be a useful NFL player. Deshaun, again, I know from a fantasy perspective, I had to give myself a fail on that one because over the course of the season, 
it didn't quite work out. But as you said, he started to come along at the end of the year. I think he could end up being, but I, I think that he can end up progressing as the year goes on. I think he did. I think he was smart to get rid of Bill Sanders when he did and pick up some assets that way. So I think as a GM, he does do a nice job. He was also the architect of the team that won a Super Bowl. So I think there's a lot of I think there's a lot of things to be positive about. I can't promise that I will go 14 and two, but I as I'm as I'm sitting here right now, and unless something drastically changes, I feel that they're going to be a playoff team next year. Can you be bribed? We like How it. much will oh, it that, take? Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, okay. That's, Deal. That's, we can make I a bribe happen. I was trying to allude to that. I was trying to mm. infer that I would definitely do it for yeah, money. Brandon, you've never given a bribe. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm, I'm notoriously you know cheap. Work. You gotta, it's all about subtext here. But if I say I'm going to bribe him, nobody's going to think that I'm actually going to bribe him. So when right. I bribe him, I'm, I'm clear. Yes. Four-dimensional um, chess. Let's see here. Uh, oh yeah, I have a question uh, about like the process of, of picking games. Yeah, of picking these schedules or, or picking these records. Yeah, it was. You know, it, it's so funny because if you ever notice on Total Access, they have like eight, they they have eight different Everybody's people. Still there. I'm here. I see that your face is frozen. <laughs> yeah, Will Will's face is very frozen. There you are. There it is. Okay, I got you back. But it's funny, like, if you watch Total Access or anything like that, they have, like, eight different people picking these games. Like, James Jones will pick a couple of teams. David will pick a couple of teams and Willie or whatever. And then they don't – the math doesn't have to add up. Exactly. And so we we had a program that we used. So when you're picking one game, you're picking every game. And one of the mistakes that I possibly made was doing it week to – well, I mean, everything had to to come out to be 256 and 256. And so – I should have, I don't know, I, I don't want to say that, I, obviously I should have done a better job because there were some clear misses. There were some <laughs> no. But at the same time, like that is part of it. And trying to go through and you're like, okay, well, I think in this position, this team will win. And if you think the Falcons are going to be good, then at the end of the season, when they're going up against the 49ers, you're like, I know that the Falcons are on the, this game actually ended up being correct. But you're like, I think the Falcons go on the road and win that game because I think that they have a lot of talent there. You Obviously we were doing this in June. And I know this is the one thing that the Titan fans just can't quite – we can't quite connect on. I'm like, I'm making a pick based on Mariota being your quarterback and that he was terrible. Yeah. Andrew Luck was going to be the quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts for the entire season. Nick Foles was not going to get hurt in week one. Sure. Jalen Ramsey wasn't going to be demanded to be traded. So when you're doing that, you know, you can't – I mean, you would look like a lunatic if you're like, well, I have the Titans starting at two and four, and then Ryan Tannehill comes in. <laughs> And wins nine games, and you're like, shut up. Like, now you're just making stuff up. I've got to do it based on everybody's healthy. I can't be like, well, this guy's probably going to get injured in week five. Could you imagine? Even if it is, unless it's Will Fuller and his hamstring. Right. Other than that, you can't really do that. But could you imagine if you just predicted Ryan Tannehill to come in midseason and got it right? Um, That's like a – you got to have like a bonus written into your contract for you get, you get to make like three really random and weird predictions and each one you get like an escalator, like player escalators for, for hitting those, those weird predictions. Well, not only that, I think that, and if I, I would have to go back and look, but I, I'm sure that it wasn't out of the realm of possibility that Ryan Tannehill was going to come in and eventually be the starting quarterback for the Tennessee Titans. But what, what, what from what you saw in Miami, led you to believe that yeah. he was going to be the savior, that he was going to be like the second coming of Steve Young or whatever it is. It's like that just didn't – I mean, even if you're like Ryan Tannehill is going to be the starter at some point, you're like, yeah, 
still not making the playoffs. That would have still yeah. been my prediction. Yeah, even if you said he was going to be good, you're like, how good? Like how finish? He's going to finish the season is with the with the highest passer rating. Fifteen bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah, and then you know Arthur Smith. We we knew nothing about him other than he was a quality control guy who worked his way up to being the tight ends coach, and now he was the offensive coordinator because it seemed like Vrabel was sick of these guys leaving or whatever. And again, there's a lot of things, and then it, oh, it's. Yeah. Not, it's tough. Like you can kind of know tendencies of teams and try to anticipate that when you're making picks. I know that I picked the Raiders to beat the Bears. I'm like, this is going to be the most Bears loss of all time. They're going to go to London and lose that effing game, and I'm going to, which ended up being correct. Right. There were some other things I had gotten wrong there, but whatever. But you try to work those in, and so it's it's obviously an inexact science. And you know, I was Wait. I listen, and I'm willing. I know it's hard to believe. <laughs> But I'm willing to go out there and, yeah, I'll wear it. Like, I was wrong. But all these kids on Instagram are like, where were your picks? Like, I want to, like, show me Fair yours. Enough. Show me yours. And if, I, if, you were, if there was some Titan fan, I, I told this, I said, listen, any Titan fan who was like, yeah, I had Tannehill coming in and them making the playoffs because of it, then I will give you credit. I have yet to see that person, though. Yeah, that, that needs to be like – there needs to be a, an app where you have to have your own picks and things out there for you to be able to talk the, the trash. Only the people who got it right can talk the trash. You know I just I stumbled see, upon a million-dollar idea for us. I'm just so. looking – well, I can see our developers over here. I'm like, oh, I can make that part of our fantasy game or something. There you go. Yeah, definitely. Season pick them. Just, Copyright just, Brandon Pro 2020. You, <laughs> you know what, though? I'm Out of deference and respect, I won't go tell them. If you can somehow develop that. No, app, I can't. You can tell them. You can have right. this one. You guys realize we're recording this on a podcast that we're putting I out know. to the public. Yeah. Right. Somebody is going to do it. Yeah. Sleeper bot's going to be like, oh, I'm doing it. Yeah. And if you do, congratulations. Yeah, good for – if our listeners can pull that off, good for them. They're good people. We don't have smart developers listening to this show. I can guarantee that. <laughs> Dumb developers. <laughs> um. All right, so Will needs to clear up your hate for Peyton Manning. What? Um, yeah. Yeah, we got to talk we, a little Peyton Manning here. We, we, we have to know why you hate Peyton Manning. I don't. This is our new – Okay, well, let's give it a little background here. This is our new gotcha journalism segment. Where yeah, we I don't well, – Brent, gotcha. like you're not supposed to tell him that it's gotcha yet. Dang it, oh. yeah. You're not supposed to tell them announce ahead of time that we're in. You can't let you can't let me know that it's a gotcha moment. Well, I didn't go to journalism college, Will. (laughs) Well, they teach you that uh, day one, baby. Mm. What did you go to school for, Adam? Are you journal journalism? I was actually uh, legitimately a journalism major. Uh, You got two two of them on this show today, then, huh? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I I stumbled into it because I was a I was the first member of my family to go to college. And so, like, anybody who doesn't know what they're doing, you're like, I'll just check business. And I was, you know, in college, and I was talking, I was home for Thanksgiving or whatever, and I was talking to one of my friend's uh, parents, and they're like, how's school going? You know, like, that kind of racket. And I'm like, oh, it sucks. Like, I hate economics classes. I hate all these business classes. And they're like, what is your major? And I'm like, oh, you know, business. And so, my friend's mom, who is an educator, she's like, she knew, she's like, well, you were like a good writer in college or in high school and everything like that. Like, why don't you pursue something like that? I'm like, you can? She's like, yes. <laughs> go, sign up to be a, go sign up to be a journalism major. I'm like, oh, like, done. Cool. Like, then you didn't have to take tests. You just wrote papers. Like, this is the greatest major ever. Oh, and, it's so easy. <laughs> so any kid it's out a, there. It's any, a scam. 
But well, you know, like, but but having good writing skills translates into anything that you do. So oh, yeah, uh, absolutely. If you want to pass through college with an easy major and uh, maybe get a, a an okay career out of it, or at least learn the skills to write so your tweets look presentable, then journalism is the way to go. Yeah, the I agree. Pre- presentable tweets is one of my greatest weaknesses. <laughs> yeah, this is this is uh, brought to you by Big Journalism. <laughs> okay but all right so to give this Peyton Manning thing some background I was uh an early listener of the Dave Damashek football program going back to oh my gosh yeah probably back to like 2012 whenever okay. I was in high school that's when I kind of started uh and you guys both of you and Dave had you know I don't want to say you outright hate Peyton Manning but you, you had a little bit of a slant against him um, and you, you know, you might want to deny that all you can, but uh, we've got we've got the receipts uh, to back it up here. <laughs> so uh, before we attack you, uh, I'm going to give you a chance to defend yourself first. I, I I'm actually kind of surprised by this. I don't I don't know where this is coming from. Where <laughs> this is being generated from. For me, it's just been a, an issue of presenting the facts, and so I think a lot of people just don't like to hear it when I say that this player his passer rating goes down in the playoffs his efficiency mm. goes down in the playoffs he doesn't win as much as he does in the regular season mm. the Manning that you see in October beating the Tennessee Titans at home at Lucas Oil Field is suddenly different than the guy who has to go into Foxborough and try to win a game or even play host to the then San Diego Chargers I was just pointing this out I understand Did. that people took that it's a similarly to the way living here in, in Southern California, when I point out to people that Clayton Kershaw kind of struggles in the postseason, like, oh, stop with the narrative. I'm like, it's not narratives. It's on baseballreference.com, <laughs> profootballreference.com. I am just presenting you the information. If, you, if I'm taking a little bit of a zeal into it, then I, you know, that must mm. be projecting. I am just sitting here just trying to present the facts because if nothing else, I am a fact-based journalist. That's all. Okay, okay well, let's, let's dig into some of those facts that, okay. you, that I'm sure you found on Pro Football Reference. Uh, there, there's a game about five years ago. Uh, it's a Thursday night game on, on your very network Yep. Uh, where the Broncos played the Chargers, and there's a little bit of a scandal with the scoreboard operator. Uh, they were playing music while the offense was out on the field. They were cutting to Phillip Rivers, which Peyton Manning uh, wasn't really a fan of. Like cutting to Phillip Rivers on the sideline to get those crazy Phillip Rivers reactions. Right. Uh, Manning being, you know, a respectful competitor, uh, didn't, didn't really like that. So he called out the scoreboard operator. Uh, and you wrote in one of your stories uh, from October 24th, 2014 at 625 p.m., uh, which you updated uh, a year later for some reason, probably to uh, <clears throat> probably to save some face, I assume. <laughs> probably not, but okay. Uh, <laughs> so you said, can you imagine if Jay Cutler had called out the scoreboard operator? Yeah, fair. He probably wouldn't have. He doesn't care. I'm telling you, social media would have collapsed on itself, but it's Peyton Manning, so it's charming. Well, not to me. He's like that friend of a friend who gets invited along one night as you go to one of your favorite Mexican restaurants like Don Ramones in Huntington Beach, California. Never Great spot, by the way. And he spends a lot of time studying the menu like he's never been to a Mexican restaurant before. Uh, and then he ends up ordering a dish with a ton of modifiers because he's difficult. <laughs> and then he ends up sending back his burrito because there was cilantro in it. 
He then makes a rude comment about the server's forehead, which is super weird. I assume you're taking a dig at Manning's own forehead. He then ends up making such a scene, you can no longer go back to that restaurant you love so much. I mean, sure, the hardworking staff understands it's not you that was the problem here. But still, you feel that little bit of guilt by association, and your friend said he was a cool guy, but all that went out the window. Yes, Peyton Manning is that guy. Again, what do we think about that? Fact-based journalism. (laughs) I was just trying to, you know, they tell you, Will, like, you want to paint a picture by being as. Wait, 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 wait. Gotcha. We gotcha. Gotcha. (laughs) Oh, we gotcha. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I mean, actually. That's what, kind of what, funny, though. I what, mean, right? it's, it's pretty funny. When, when Will read that to me, I was like, oh, shit, Adam could write for my show. He's going <laughs> off on a long tangent about yeah. something completely not football-related, but you paint a, a great picture with a, with a metaphor. Um, I will I think, say – I think people can relate to that. Everybody has that friend. I think that as you read that, you're like, oh, I can think of Jane or I can think of Charlie or whomever that person is and kind of go through it that way. I'm going to be honest with you, Adam. I've never had that happen before. <laughs> never? No. I mostly, I then mostly you're think, that person. Oh, I'm, no. <laughs> yeah, I mostly think of the friend who, when everybody's paying separately, somehow their meal costs significantly less than everybody else's. Yes, that's true. To, you have to end up making up for the, the, the extra food. I dealt with that um, while I was watching that Patriots-Titans game. Uh, one uh, of my friends was that guy. So, you know, I hate he's, that the, he's the Peyton Manning of the group. My burrito was nine fifty, so that's nine bucks, five uh, percent tax. I owe nine dollars and twenty eight cents. We're in Europe, so we don't tip. Spiritually, yeah. I'm in Europe, so I don't tip. I remember one time we went to a dinner, and it was a nice steak dinner. And I was like, you know what? It was somebody's bachelor party, and I said, you know what? I, you know, I'll just pay for it. I don't want to go through. It. And everybody's like, no, 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 no. Like whatever. So I went through it and everybody, I said, okay, fine. Just pass the bill around the table. And so I had a couple hundred bucks on me. Like I'm going to cover because this is going to come up short. By the time, by the time the bill got to me, the late, the waitress had stamped in the gratuity and I go, I pick it up and I go, Hey everybody, I want you to know they, they stamped in the gratuity. So we didn't have to go over. They're like, yeah, that's cool. It's cool. It's like, we're $40 over including a 20% gratuity. I haven't paid yet. What do you want? And they're like, I oh, don't worry about it. And I'm like, no, no, no. We, I mean, it was the first you time and to. only time. And I'm like, are you kidding me? They're like, I mean, I, I, I can give money to people they're like, no, no, no. And so uh, we had four. So the dealer, the, the dealer, the, the waitress got a $40. It never has happened. I'm like, I want to document this moment in my life. Never happened before that just to even get close to being even. Like not having, and then I had what, an extra 300 bucks. I'm like, went down to the bar and like, here's $300. When that's spent up, you guys have to start buying your own drinks. And it was a great night. I, but it's that is only, rare. That is it's very the rare. only time that it's happened in history to me. Yeah. It's like the Bears winning the Super Bowl, you know? Yeah, it is, man. Yeah, so, once in a lifetime. Very rare. Here's the problem is that there was some guy in Naperville that the football gods asked him, do you want a team that wins multiple Super Bowls or did you want the greatest team in NFL history? And he chose the latter. 
And that's, that's our lot in life is that we just have to suffer the fact that we had the greatest team of all time. The greatest defense. Wait, wait, yeah. Why are you bringing the 1998 Denver Broncos into this? How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? Uh, let me ask one of the Patreon questions uh, for Adam, because these are the people who give me their money for no good reason, but no, um, we've got remix X 007. His question is, for Adam, who do you think you are and what gives you the right? <laughs> Which I believe is an office reference, isn't it? Yes. That, that seems to be something, yeah, that sounds like a Kelly Kapoor type of question. Are we yeah, still I, think, I think I you're think right. Mike, I think Michael Scott uh, <laughs> did that. Who do you think you are and what gives you the right? What gives you the right? Yeah, maybe he was talking to Charles Minor or somebody like that. That is true. That is it is off-putting to people because when hey, you listen, you, you, you turn it on and you see a former NFL player sitting there making these judgments, you're like, yeah, okay. Like he's, he's probably, you know, he's played the game. He knows what it's, what it's all about. But at the same time, who better to give you advice than somebody like me? Because the players are super biased. It's like when you yeah. hang out with your friends who are musicians and you can uh, be like, hey – I really love Pearl Jam. And they're like, oh, Pearl Jam sucks. And these magicians get together and talk about why one of your favorite bands is terrible. They're like, well, yeah, and the, the chords that they use. And you're, you're like, okay, I can't deal. Like, you can't deal with that. You can't deal with, like, comics who are like, oh, I find Brian Regan hysterical. You're like, that guy sucks. Like, his jokes are derivative. You're like, all right, I can't deal with it. So sometimes I can't deal with the players. I'm like, you guys are too close to it. No, that you makes sense. Back. So that's actually I, a, a good answer for, for a question. I didn't think you were going to actually respond to, but, but yeah, so I guess, and listen, they kind of enjoy my face around here and I'm a punching bag. And so, you know, I think <laughs> if you have a punchable face, I think that also they love putting you out there to be like, okay, go deal with this rank. And I'm like, okay. Well, that, that's a great segue to this next question from Artemis Brain Sample, who <laughs> wants to know, are you better at your job with or without the beard? And right now, we've got three beards on this show, so yeah. I think beard, I know what, what you should answer, but... The beard plays. Yeah. Like, I've, I've actually had, like, one of my supervisors, one of my bosses was like, your persona changed a couple of years ago when you got on to Fantasy and Friends and you grew out the beard. It is kind of like the evil goatee that you see in professional wrestling. Like back in the day when somebody was going from face to heel, they're like, well, to really sell this, you got to grow the, the evil goatee. And for now, it's like the full-on beard. And I think as a bald American, you know, I want to <laughs> also have a reason to have some sort of, you know, I got to have some hair, you know, I got to do something. And I think it just lends itself. Like you come across like, like when, when, when somebody sees you now, and you're bald with a beard, like they have, they have a, they, they already have an impression. And I, and I will do this uh, as a name drop too, but I was sitting there interviewing Travis Kelsey one time and he oh, sat bad down. Bad name drop, bad name drop. Sat, yeah, listen. <laughs> For Broncos fans, that is not a good name drop. We don't it like reminds, it. I know it does remind me of something of George Clooney once told me and he said, rank never name drop, but I didn't. <laughs> and I don't know why I wanted, but I, Kelsey sat down and he goes, bald with a beard. I already like you. I'm like, yes, thank you. Like, I, I, and we got along great. And I know that Bronco fans will hate that, and I'm sorry. But he is a, that is the worst, is like when there's somebody on an opposing team that you kind of like, you're like, oh, I, I, I like that player. Like, I think, 
like personally, I kind of personally like Kirk Cousins, but it's like, I can never root for you. Right. It's like one of those things, like Matt Stafford, like gamer, like in a terrible situation. Like if he would have been on almost any other team, would probably be considered one of the best quarterbacks of all time. But dude, you've been playing for the Lions. You almost got to feel it's the Lions. Yeah. At least, I, at least the Packers have had hateable quarterbacks. So I've never had that issue. I always, you know, I always really respected Chief Center Mitch Morse. So I know where you're coming from with that. There you go. There it is. <laughs> All right. I'll, last question, and we'll we'll let you out of here because I know you got to run. Uh, it's from Burt's High Quality Vodka Merchant on Patreon. Uh, which team do you think is most likely to be upset this weekend? Woo! You know Wait, what? upset. I, upset isn't like like upset with the result or like they get upset. I think anybody who loses will be definitely upset like i agree with you there it's a kind of a weird question there's always like ever there's always at least one team super upset although you know sometimes you're like oh maybe not the lions they're like just happy to be here yeah we kind of expected it i'm I'm getting an nfl paycheck Mm -hmm. you know what's funny is i went out on my own youtube page at adam rank nfl and i i did you know what i had the chalk i went chalk the one and two seeds across the board i don't know if that's if that lines up with the other odds or whatever i just know seating wise i went with the favorites and it's it's so funny to me because in the wild card round i picked the titans to beat the patriots i picked the eagles to beat the seahawks and then everybody's like oh look at you hot take artist you're just putting bullshit out there just to get a reaction and now i'm picking the chalk they're like oh look at you not playing it safe don't want to go out on a limb on anything you're like okay what do you want me to do like you're always gonna lose this thing you're, yeah, you're never you're never going to to really make anybody happy, so why bother? And the thing is, is when you look Great at all lesson. these teams, even, even though I went with all four of them, you could easily make there, – there's something about every game that I think should give every team hope. I think that when the Titans have Casey and uh, that other guy in, in, on the defensive line, that they shut down the run pretty well. Dan Pease did pretty well against Colin Kaepernick and, and uh, Greg Roman in the Super Bowl a number of years ago. So you got, you got kind of that kind of thing going with, with Tennessee, and there's a little bit of mojo there. You look at the Texans, it's just they've already beaten the Chiefs. And the Chiefs, you know, they've, they've got Andy Reid. Like, Andy Reid's still the coach, so as much as we really want to believe, and I don't know why I put a lot of stock into them, but, you know, they've got that going for them. I think the 49ers could be, you know, this is the first opportunity for Kyle Shanahan to really go – prove himself on the on the on the playoff level last week Dalvin Cook went into a game against the Saints defense that hadn't allowed a 100 yard rusher in 42 consecutive games and was absolutely dealing they were able to run three wide receiver sets once again because Adam Thielen was back so you're like who knows you know they if they could go out there and run the ball 30 times and have Kirk Cousins just be selective when he's going to take his shots that could be an issue and of course Seattle you know, even though Russell Wilson is like one in six when the when the weather's freezing, it's still Seattle's a very good team and they play well on the road. I don't think there's a, a road quarterback better than Russell Wilson. So I think that all four could definitely make a case for why they will pull an upset sneakily. And I don't want the Titans to, to go any further because their fans have been haranguing me. <laughs> and not and not like and not like in the good side. Like we've had a lot of fun. Like right. Brandon, your shit was funny. And I reached out to you and I said, This is fucking hilarious like I I cannot help but laugh when you see somebody who's very talented and putting in the time and effort and I said this on good morning football I'm like our best filmmakers are no longer making clerks they're making YouTube videos and it's amazing 
As soon as you called me a filmmaker, I was like, this guy's, <laughs> this guy's good. This guy's pretty good, actually. But that kind of stuff is funny. Like the Titan fans are like straight up nasty to where like, I can't like my wife helps manage my public page. And I'm like, she can't look at it anymore. She's like, <laughs> right. I can only see so many eggplant emojis before I'm like, I can't, I can't yeah. like putting me in a bad mood. So I don't, but I think the Titans have like a weird, like they got some, they got some moxie working. They've got the defensive coordinator that knows how to shut down Greg Roman and when the defensive line is healthy as it is right now, they've been one of the best against the run. So if I had to pick one, I don't want it to be. I think the Titans could end up pulling an upset. Cool. Well, okay, here's the problem with the Titans is at some point, Mike Vrabel is going to be faced with the reality of uh, if he wins a Super Bowl, he's going to have to right. follow through and cut his dick off. That's true. Oh, that's right. So that, that's true. <laughs> that comes into play. I don't know if it, you know, I don't know if it's running through his head at this point in the divisional round or, you know, if he makes it to championship Sunday, uh, certainly if he's in the Super Bowl, that'll be at the forefront of his mind um, while he's coaching the entire 60 minutes. I can't imagine, uh, you know, having to put, you know, either your, your career or your, or your penis first. That's, that's a real Sophie's choice in my opinion. Pretty much, true. yeah. Will, you can be like Andy Reid and just be like good every year, but not have to worry <laughs> about it, and then you're 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 fine. Oh, he doesn't know. He's never seen it. So, oh my gosh. <laughs> and with that, we will let you go, Adam. Thank you. I'm willfully. I couldn't. I couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> couldn't resist. You had to. That's the one I had thing. To. As a comedian, I understand you, you served to. it up. You served you it up perfectly. You had to make the joke. I knew once I said that, I'm like. He's not going to say this, is he? I'm like, oh, he said it. I'm like, I have nobody to, I have nobody to blame. <laughs> I, will, I will use another office me- metaphor there. It's like what, what Pam Halpert once said, where she's like, look, when you see a five-year-old driving the car, are you mad at the five-year-old when he crashes or the person who put him behind the wheel? So I can only blame myself there. For, for coming onto this show. <laughs> That's right. Just, just a career ender. Uh, but we appreciate you coming on, uh, calling me a filmmaker, and Will, a five-year-old. It yeah. <laughs> really worked out today. And um, maybe uh, before the Super Bowl, we can do it again. Oh, 100%. Yeah, as long as I'm still employed, which is... But we'll anyways, see. thank you. I've, uh, no, I really enjoyed this, and... Uh, Good luck in the future, and uh, that's all I got. Yeah, thanks so much, Adam. We really appreciate it. Okay, now it's just back to Will and me. Will and I. Back to me. Will and Will. Will and me is the correct one. That's the correct grammar because you know if you take out uh, the other direct object and be like, well, you wouldn't say. say, Now it's just I. Yeah, that's one of the grammar rules I know. Good for you. One of the. three that i understood you say that's the one uh i, I do have to ask you a, uh, a yeah. serious question here we, we okay. just interviewed adam rank we did we did we did were you a little nervous heading into that no no of course not no, why you? why did you want to prepare for it so much compared to a regular podcast podcast i guess so we look professional so we can uh, yeah that was really number one for me also, um, you know, so we could could do uh, some a little gotcha journalism, which I think we pulled off. I think we pulled off to a T. Uh, uh, aside from the part, aside from the part where you know we told them that we were going to do it ahead of time, 
Yeah, well, that was on you. You should have known my ignorance to not knowing. You should I, should have, have, I should have got you to you too. Yeah, you should have got you to me. Yeah, I'm gonna when, I'm gonna dig up some old tweets. And get you my, just dig get up my old, own boss canceled. Just dig up old tweets of me yeah. tweeting to Adam Rank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. Um, no, about my team. Uh, speaking of tweets, I think my best tweet just happened last night. All right. Well, let me t- I have Twitter up and let's take a look. I'll be the judge of that. Kisla, because Mark Kisla posted the question, Broncos fans, would you rather have Drew Locke or Tom Brady in 2020? <laughs> and I, this is one of those things, like, I don't think anybody's going to think is that funny. You know what I mean? But yeah. I, I put, I'd rather see the Broncos play an entire season with Philip Lindsay running the Wildcat oh, yeah, as QB yeah. than watch Tom Brady take one snap in orange and blue. I agree with you. Uh, 193 retweets, almost 2,000 likes. I don't think I've ever had a tweet do that well. That's pretty good. Um, but with just, just within the last 15 minutes, some guy goes, then you don't care about the success of the team. <laughs> Listen, shut up. <laughs> It is about oh narrative it's more than success. Uh, winning a Super Bowl with Tom Brady, though, uh, that, you know, it feel it would feel weird. It would feel weird. It'd be like... Manning was different. Manning was different. To me, winning a Super Bowl with Tom Brady would be like cheating on your wife with your sister. That's how bad and disgusting it would be. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. I was going to think mm-hmm. of... Something to come back. Nope, no coming back from that I one, Will. I simply can't. Uh, let's talk about let's talk about rank though. How do you think you did? How do you think he did? Not how do you think we did? Oh, because yeah, we were a ten out of ten. That's a given. Yeah, yeah. I would say on a scale of ten, hmm, eight. Adam Rank was eight. He could have gotten the ten if he doubled down on your. Uh, your weight joke about Andy Reid, but he had to backpedal there for his career. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, <laughs> although, you know, you uh, know, but, and by the way, do you know how many times I have to not say jokes that either you or TJ write about Andy Reid just being a large man? And I say a lot of them. Really easy, but it's Especially like every around time, my Christmas time because he's a every time jolly fat fat man in a red suit. I think it's it, like it feels a little bit more okay to do it with Andy Reid because he seems to be able to have fun with it himself. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, he you- plays into it. Like he's he. There's stories about him going out to dinner with uh, the Eagles' owner Jeffrey Lurie and ordering not one but two full steaks. Two full yeah, like ribeyes. Yeah. Um, so. Like, you're beyond like uh you know people being sensitive at at that point when that stuff comes out um what was what what do you score adam as i'm gonna give him uh, a little higher grade i'm gonna give him an eight and a half uh because you really came in hot with the with the iran question (laughs) by the way and he just didn't flinch he did not even bat an eye like he had the perfect response uh, same for the um, what gives you the right question. He, oh, yeah. He explained what gives him the right. He did. <laughs> and I no, think he's, pretty well. I mean, he's the only guest we have on here, but uh, – He was the only one, yeah. He's, he's a great guest. Um, yeah. Like, 
the first time I talked to him, I just felt like I was, you know, shooting the shit with you. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, this this dude's just like us. And when you reread his Peyton Manning thing, that was really hilarious. <laughs> like just watching him react to it, I thought was pretty funny. Yeah, I couldn't see his face while that was happening, so I don't, I don't know. Um, uh, did you lose signal? Here. No, because um, I, I guess at least on mine, on my end on Zoom, it only shows the face of the person that's talking at the time. Uh, and so the yeah. last person that was talking was you. So yeah, was, you, can, you can change that somewhere. Well, also, maybe – no, I just had the full article open too. Maybe that was why. Hmm. Yeah, don't know. I can, you know, I had to read. It takes all of my energy to read something without fucking up. So, yeah, well, <laughs> preaching to the choir there. Yeah. Um, he did a good job, though. He did a great job. And I think um, if he'll have us, we'll have him back. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, Maybe, yeah, I don't know. Is this going to lead to us becoming a, a guest kind of podcast? It'd be nice, but I mean, I think you have to coordinate that for me. Yeah, probably. I don't have. Well, I need, uh, give me your account and then I'll do it. Account, my bank account? Sure. Uh, but I was <laughs> going to say your Twitter account. So oh, right, right, right. Yeah, because right, right. you have more clout than I do. Uh, I think, like, if you just pitch yourself as a producer, then people will listen. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a producer though. You're, you, you, you're call yourself, producer. you can call yourself a producer I don't give I a shit I can call myself whatever I want Doesn't You can call yourself change. creator of That's Good Sports And president of Brandon Perna Industries I don't uh, care uh, Vice president of football operations <laughs> Yes Jonathan Elway That's right uh, uh, You want to pick these I think I took the lead over you too Didn't you go 0 for 4 with your picks? I did, I went 0 for 4 um, a few people were making fun of me in the podcast, uh, to which I say they are all fucking either or games. So get off my back. I was, I was, so, I was really close. I was so close to being four now. Uh, a few, you know, uh, fate, fate. Number one was my, my biggest, um, my biggest mistake going against fate. Uh, you know, a, a quick toss of the coin, um, and also just bad luck. Just bad luck. Yeah. I mean, I should have went three and one, but I picked the Eagles. And I think the Eagles could have won they had Carson Wentz yeah. not, not gotten hurt. Um, but, you know, the, the Vikings really pulled off the, the upset of the weekend. Even though, like, Agreed. obviously all of those games were going to be, be close, but I really thought – the Saints would win, and I honestly really thought the Titans were going to beat the, the Patriots. Yeah, those were the two games I felt the most sure about. Um, Seahawks, Eagles, and Bills, Texans, to me, were like the, the biggest guesses. Well, the Bills absolutely, absolutely should have won uh, as yeah, well. Josh Allen fell apart at times and then did right. got really lucky with <laughs> some things. But, uh, and then Deshaun Watson just that <laughs> taking two hits – Spinning out of it, finding Taiwan Jones, who then makes a guy miss and goes like 50 yards. Like, that was crazy. Uh, yeah, it was incredible. I also want to point out that the Bills maybe win that game, if not for a really, really ticky-tacky call, uh, a block-in-the-back call against Cody Ford that took them out of field goal range in overtime when a field goal would have won the game. Um, oh, is that – that's when he, like – 
turned back towards the line to make his block or whatever. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's bullshit. That, I get that that's a, a rule, but it's not a blindside block if the guy can fucking see you coming right in front of his face. That's what she's it's also not, uh, it's, <laughs> it's also not something you call in the playoffs. In that no, situation that situation. Yeah, the Bills kind of got robbed there. They also could have, like, by the, I guess by the letter of the law, I don't, I don't even know how the rule is written, and I think they left it open to interpretation. But that kickoff to start the second half, uh, I'm glad they didn't uh, rule that a touchdown because I think it was. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that undermines like the spirit of the game. No, and, yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, you know, competition, but the guy should have kneeled. Their way too. <laughs> just take the fucking knee, man. It's it's this. There well, you I go. think I think like you said on Twitter, uh, I think it was you who said that um, you know people it, taking a knee is. Uh, it can cost you a job in the NFL these days. Oh, that's true. I did say that. Yeah. That Sorry, you know, good. I understand. That was a good tweet. It was, um, yeah. That's strong. I wish I had tweeted it myself. That's when you know it's good. Yeah. When I go, ah, damn it, Will. I should have ah. tweeted that. Yeah. For most of my tweets, I know you say that. Yeah. Or I'm just like, oh, I'm going to use that in the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, all of, uh, all of my thoughts are technically your intellectual property. Correct. I don't mean just tweets, but thoughts inside <laughs> my head. <laughs> per the contract that I had you yeah. sign. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No thought crime. No. Um, all right, let's pick these games. We let's got, go let's start, Forty uh, Vikings at 49ers. Niners, seven-point favorites. A um, lot of Mike Shanahan ties in this game. You got Kubiak on one side, Mike Shanahan's son on the other side, Kirk Cousins drafted by Shanny, GM John Lynch. You know, Shanahan got a trade. or a, Yeah, trade. did he trade for John Lynch or was that free agency? I forget. That was free agency. Got John Lynch to, you know, be the Broncos. So basically um, – just a, a really, I don't know. There's a lot of familiarity with all of these people. Correct. There is. Um, no, it makes for an interesting matchup because you have to think that if there's anyone that knows how to stop uh, this Kyle Shanahan offense, it is a Kubiak. Correct. Uh, and, and, and vice versa, much. right? Exactly. That's the thing is – Maybe those things uh, cancel out. Maybe the Shanahan offense is like an uh, evolved version of the Kubiak offense to the point where um, he's kind of he can deflect uh, whatever Kubiak game plans against them. And he's you know he's not the one drawing up plays on defense. He's just a con- consultant. But you have to think that he's involved in the game plan uh, at least a little bit. Uh, so I think it could be closer. Um, but I'm gonna let you make the first pick as someone who needs to catch up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm going to take the 49ers in this game and not just because they are favored by, by a touchdown. I think like what cost the saint, the saints also missed a field goal in that game early, which would have been the the difference, but uh, it was edge rushers, that there was pressure on Drew Brees, and he didn't play as well because of that. And I think the Saints couldn't run the ball effectively really against 
Minnesota outside of Taysom Hill. <laughs> and I just think the 49ers are going are gonna to run the ball better. And I think on defense, they're going to put more pressure on Kirk Cousins and uh, make it tougher for, for Minnesota to be successful on offense. So that's kind of why I'm going with the, the Niners. I won't yeah. be surprised if the, the Vikings win because they're a really solid team. But uh, I don't know. 49ers, when they're clicking, they just look really hard to beat. The 49ers do get Quan Alexander back this week, which is important, uh, I think, to their speed at linebacker, obviously. Uh, the Vikings looked a lot more complete on offense, obviously with Dalvin Cook back, but then Adam Thielen yeah. um, back in there too because Stephon Diggs was kind of getting shut out for most of the game. And they hit that big pass to Thielen in overtime, which obviously set them up to win. But Adam Thielen hurt his ankle in practice this week. Cut so it. You have to, yeah, you have to wonder. Um, I think he'll play. Like I think this game is big enough to the point where he'll just yeah, he just got stitches. But you know, you have to wonder um, if that slows him down a little bit. Good. I think I'm going to take. Uh, I'm going to take the 49ers as well. Okay, I think man. it'll be closer, though. I think it'll be close. I think we'll get a good game. Yeah, I think it'll be very close. Um, yeah, Saturday to me are the way the games are much more interesting on Saturday. So then we have Titans, Ravens. Ravens favored by 10. Um, yep. Just a little more motivation for Tennessee. I, you want me to do the pick first on this one, too? Absolutely. Okay. I I'm think gonna, we're both picking the same team, though. I'm going to take the Ravens. Uh, I want to pick the Titans. I feel like I owe the Titans a pick because of what they did to the Patriots. Do it then. I, I, I'm not. I'm taking the Ravens because, uh, look, Derrick Henry could run for 200 yards again, but I don't see that happening against Baltimore. The Ravens this season to me have been the best team in the league, and I feel like it hasn't been close. And it's not just because their offense is crazy good. Their defense plays very complimentary football to their offense. And Mark Ingram might not play with his calf injury. But even that last game <laughs> against the Steelers, Gus Edwards and RG3, um, the Ravens combined for 219 rushing yards against the Steelers week 17. In a game the Steelers had to win to have a chance to get in the playoffs. Yeah. So it's like – I think Mark Ingram's, Ingram's really important to that offense, but even if he's not in there, Gus Edwards can get the job done, and Lamar Jackson is just the crazy different, difference maker. So uh, I don't know why I keep not completing words I'm trying to say. I'm, I'm, I'm going with the Ravens. I have to take the Ravens too. I, I think everyone wants to back the Titans here. Well, except for Adam. He's made it very clear uh, that – He's not rooting for the Titans because of their fans. Oh, They're yeah. Fans. Unruly. Yeah. By the way, um, if we have any uh, Titans fans listening, please identify yourself. Um, They've been pretty cool. Maybe defend yourself, too. Yeah. I don't think I shit on the Titans that much, though. No, they're hard to, they're hard to beat up. Um, no, because we all, we all kind of like what they're doing this year. Um, yeah, they're, they're an underdog. So you, you, you pull for them. And I mean, the Ryan Tannehill story is really great. I think I, I just like Mike Vrabel. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do too. Yeah. I really like Vrabel. 
uh, Derrick Henry is a fun running back to watch. And I've talked about how uh, I really like A.J. Brown now. I like the way he plays the game. So, I don't know. And they still have Wesley Woodyard. We've still got our, our Wood and Brett Kern, former Broncos, still fighting away with Titans. So if, that Brett Kern thing hurts a lot. <laughs> yeah. The, like, Seeing how bad we've been at punter the last, like, five years. It's the – yeah. The, the easiest city, football city, to punt in. And we just – the Broncos can't figure that out. And it's like, why not? I mean, yeah. if – Punting was – if they were struggling with punting in New England, like they would just sign a new punter every week until they find their guy. And the, Right, basically what they did with field goals. Yeah, like the, the loyalty just sticking with, you know, Colby Wadman just doesn't make sense to me. But that's a different podcast. That's our punting podcast. Yeah, which is coming next week. Next week. So uh, we're both taking Baltimore? Yeah, we're both taking Baltimore. But if – I will say this. If the Titans beat the Ravens, I'm all in on the Titans as the team I want to win the Super Bowl. All oh, agreed. Agreed. In. I yeah. This is what worries me is the Titans beat the Ravens and then the Chiefs beat the Texans. Uh, we get, you know, the Chiefs just have to beat the Titans to get into the Super. And it feels like you know even if they did beat the Ravens that that's the easiest path for the Chiefs, which worries me. Uh, uh, a big um, you know Chiefs hater. Yeah, I don't know. I trust the Titans to beat the Chiefs if, if necessary. Um, all right, Texans Chiefs. Yeah. Chiefs favored by nine here, Will. That's pretty. That's a pretty big line there for a team that got beat at home uh, big. earlier in the season. Um, and they were that that game was probably closer than it should have been. They got a couple lucky Tyree kill plays uh, in that game too. Uh, they just like the te- Texans ran the ball down their throat, really, um, and just controlled the clock and and finished drives really well. So I, I think the Texans know um, to take advantage of the Chiefs linebackers because that's kind of the weak spot on their team. So I, I mean, that's probably what they're going to do again. But at the same time, that Chiefs defense has gotten so much better. And maybe and a lot of it has to do with the competition that they played over the last month because it wasn't very stiff. Um, but no, but they they have gotten better. I mean, I they think have, their second yeah. their secondaries played better, which is their liability. It's it has, not to but, say it's yeah. it's great. They're a great defense, but if your offense is scoring a lot of points, you just need a a solid, a good defense, and you're you're going to be very competitive. Right, right. Um, they still haven't played a, a team with the ceiling of the Texans' offense uh, in a long time because they played the Chargers the Raiders, uh, the Broncos, and the uh, Patriots before then. So, yeah, not, you know, obviously, uh, you know, they did a great job against Drew Locke, notwithstanding some pretty weak offenses there to finish to finish out the season. Um, Who are you picking? Well, who's, who's your pick? Who's your pick? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take the Chiefs. Um, All right. Well, <laughs> Will Fuller still not healthy. He might not even play. I feel like if he does play, I feel like he's got to play. I feel like he's just got to play and run deep every uh, play just to and just Kenny, keep it open. Kenny Stills is also a little banged up. Yeah. Um, I think the difference for me is the even with JJ Watt back, the Texans defense 
struggled against Buffalo. And I just don't see Patrick Mahomes, like, making the mistakes that kind of Josh Allen did to, to cost Kansas City. So I'm taking KC. This is also kind of a narrative thing, I feel like, because the Texans have never gotten past the divisional round. They've never been to the AFC Championship. Um, yeah. No, we I always mean, feel like they just run into a wall in the divisional round when, when the playoffs really, you know, when the teams start to separate themselves in the playoffs. I think Watson's the better quarterback, but I – He is. Uh, yeah, he is. He does guess, more with less. I, yeah, it's – Obviously. I just don't trust Houston. I don't trust Bill O'Brien. Like, like Mike Vrabel I like, and Bill O'Brien I'm just like, yeah, I don't like that guy for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. It's the chin. Maybe. Yeah. You taking KC? You're going to go with the Texans. I got to take the Texans. <laughs> I got to make Ooh, got to make out those picks. Not only do I have to make my move, um, it's just, you know, it's yeah. on brand for me. I'll be happy if you get that one right. <clears throat> All right. 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 Seahawks versus Packers. Green Bay, three and a half point favorites at home. Uh, Seattle can't really run the ball like they were doing. Marshawn Lynch did score an impressive touchdown, but as you pointed out, he didn't really do anything other than that. DK Metcalf had a big game, uh, but Packers are their defense is different than the Eagles. They've got uh, some some more talent back there. I don't know if Russell Wilson can carry Green Bay. I mean uh, the the Seahawks to to another victory. I am not excited for this game, really. I think it's going to be just boring as hell. And um, I have to say that Eagles-Seahawks game was so hard to watch. It was was not entertaining. I'm not going to pretend like I didn't take a solid 30-minute nap in the first half. (laughs) It feels like that that Sunday wildcard game, regardless of who's playing, unless it's the Broncos playing because they played there once, that game just puts you to sleep. It really yeah. does. Like you're just tired from the other, just watching the other three games. And by the end of it, it's, it's just so much like so much draining football that at the end, like you're like, Oh God, I can't, I can't keep my eyes open. And something about the way that those two teams play football, um, especially with Carson Wentz out, it just knocks you out. And I'm expecting more of the same this week, honestly, because, you know, Aaron Rodgers, like, they'll, you know, they'll come up with a couple of nice plays, but I don't know if they're going to move the ball all that consistently. And I don't think it's going to matter, but I think it's going to be like a a game that's uh, in the teens as far as scoring. Yeah, could be. Like but, a 17, 14, 17, 13 kind of game. Yeah, the Packers have kind of played just that boring brand of football all year. Um, yep. So yeah, but it, but it works. Like I'm not. No, yeah, it. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's no. And people keep calling them like a, a really weak thirteen and three team. It's like there's no such thing as a weak thirteen and three team. Yeah, it just, it doesn't matter. Like, would you? Okay, would you rather be the 2010 nine and seven Chargers that were number one in offense and number one in defense and not make the playoffs? What's no. the point here? Like, it finding a way to win games is. Uh, is a good like quality to have, especially yeah. close games, because in the playoffs you will run into, you know, if you win the Super Bowl, you run into uh, probably 
at least two close games. Yeah, I mean, the Packers and Vikings, same division, very similar schedules, and, you know, the Vikings were 10-6. and six. Um, So, like, calling the Packers 13-3 and three kind of weak is weird. If the Vikings and Packers do win, then that's kind of an AFC championship between division rivals for NFC is kind of – that's kind of a crazy – matchup yeah i think the what when was the last time i saw that was it bears packers in in 2010 yeah maybe oh, no 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 it was uh i take it back it was seahawks 49ers 2013 oh that's correct yeah i'm trying to think if there were any others that like, was the richard sherman crabtree game right it sure was yeah wow man if only the 49ers could have won that one <laughs> Do you think things would have gone differently? In the Super Bowl? Yeah. yeah much like different. Reverse uh, W and L on the win column type of thing? Yeah. I think the 49ers they're so, de- they're so beat up. The 49ers defense was not the Seahawks defense and the no. and Manning might have been able to carry them. But yeah, the Broncos defense was fucking annihilated with injuries. Yeah, they're starting like Paris Lennon. Uh, who was yeah. a who played in the XFL? They're starting yeah. Paris Lennon at middle linebacker. This is what people like to leave out of the narrative. Vaughn Miller was injured. Chris Harris was injured. Derek Wolf was injured. Um, anyone who was in, like all they had was like Champ Bailey at corner and yeah, uh, yeah. Dominic Cromartie on the other side. Didn't matter because the Seahawks didn't really throw the ball. So Quentin Jammer in the back. Quentin the- Jammer, yeah. Sean Phillips. Oh. That was a rough one. Last Chargers. That, that, was, that defense was uh, – It was peace build. Yeah. So you're taking Green Bay. I'm taking – what did you take? Green Bay. Uh, I'm taking the Seahawks then. Oh, you're going to try to double up. Yeah. All right. I have to. I'm just – I'm completely, like, ruining the integrity of this, but – I'm the fucking Titans, man. Imagine like you if it's all tied up, season, then. and now I'm gaining steam in the playoffs, and the Titans of picks. Ah, uh, who was like? What was your Marcus Mariota to Ryan Tannehill moment then? Uh, when I started picking with my heart instead of my brain. That's fair. <laughs> your I heart. I don't know. I don't have a good answer. What does that even mean? It means you listen to your gut instead of like. Why is the gut associated with heart? Because it's a feeling. It's internal feeling that, well, I guess thinking is too, but like <laughs> I'll look at a game and I, I can just be like, I think this, I feel like this team's going to win. And then I'll look at, oh, this player's out and oh, their defense is giving up this many yards through the air every week. Oh, uh, they're, they don't have a fucking top rated safety i don't fucking know i'll convince myself something that shows up you know through stats or some other reason to talk me out of you know a pick sometimes and when i think about it less and just go ah i like this team hmm, yeah ravens playing really good just keep picking them to win idiot i mean that that really is like uh It really is like the Occam's razor of football. It's just don't overthink things, and you'll probably be right more often than not. Like you, because we all want to like nail those, uh, like those hot picks. 
like if you nail the Titans over the Ravens, that's like something you can come back and be proud of. Um, but if you like fall like if you pick like the most likely outcome in all of these, uh, unless you like really have a hunch, you're gonna come out on top. Yeah, I mean, I picked every. It's not fun, I picked every team that's favored, but that's just because I think those teams are actually gonna win. So, there. Sure. But there should be an upset. I don't want all my picks to be right because I would like an upset. I like how yeah. it shakes things up, but I don't know. We'll I think see. we got to get one wild card team uh, yeah. in there this year. That's going to be Seahawks, Vikings, Titans, Titans. Vikings. Who knows? Okay, well, we'll see. That's the end of this podcast. That's what I'm saying. You made it. Thank you to uh, Adam Rank of the NFL Network. Oh, we should plug his stuff before the podcast ends. YouTube, Adam Rank. Uh, NFL Fantasy Live. I assume it's sometime in the afternoon on NFL Network. Um, if you have that channel, maybe. Who knows? Brands Let me see. Up. I'm looking at his channel. No, I was looking up his YouTube channel name. Yeah, it's just Adam Rank on YouTube. So make sure you subscribe there. At, at Adam Rank on Twitter. Uh, All of the, that stuff. The Adam Rank podcast. NFL uh, League One. Good morning football occasionally. And NFL now. There you go. Yeah. Um, no, that Rank nailed it. He did great. I'd also like to start by end by saying thank you to Brandon Perna. Yeah, thank you, Brandon. <laughs>